Hello, everybody. It is Damien here on the podcast, Damien's Perspective. Thank you for stopping by. If you are a brand new listener, well, welcome to the podcast. Hopefully, you will stay long term and pick up all these little tidbits, all these little nuggets that I am here to share with you and anybody who is willing to listen. And if you are returning to the podcast, well, welcome back. It's good to see you. If you hear some tapping noise like this, it's just making sure I can uh, keep look my eye on the screen. Uh, I just like to watch the time, I guess. I don't really know why. But that's if you hear that, that's what that is. Um, well, it's been a while since I put up a podcast. About, I'll say about a month. I, I uploaded a bunch of podcasts all at once because I knew it was going to be a while before I recorded another one. Um, we had a big move coming. Last time you heard this podcast, I talked about leaving California from Oakland, Oakland, California, driving all the way back to St. Pete, Florida, uh, Tampa, Florida area, uh, where I live. Um, and then we were five weeks later, six weeks later, going to make another trek back across the country, uh, to California to go to our next destination. And I am now here at my next destination, uh, which is Hawaii. Uh, we wanted to keep that under wraps mainly for my lady. She did not want us to be blasting our business out on social media just yet. Uh, we wanted to make sure that we can get here without any hiccups, um, and successfully have done so. Uh, I will get into that later. But first thing I want to say is it is the 26th, the day after Christmas. So hopefully everybody had a great Christmas, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Happy Hanukkah, whatever it is you people celebrate. Uh, me and myself celebrate Christmas. So Merry Christmas to all. And Christmas for me was was great. My first Hawaiian Christmas is just me and my lady out here. We're actually house sitting for a couple of our friends um, and dog sitting for them also. So we are up um, at their house um, watching the dogs or watching the dog in the house for about a week. Um, But we spent our first Christmas out here in Hawaii. Uh, It is humid. It actually rained for most of the day. So we sat in, we watched some movies, uh, made some pizza in the oven, just kind of indulged ourselves. We had some stocking stuffers we did for each other. We ran over to the store. I got a basket, she got a basket, and we had to fill the basket up uh, with stocking stuffers for each other, and we couldn't see what each other got, clearly. So I checked out first, and then she checked out after me, and then we revealed our stocking stuffers for Christmas. Basically, our Christmas gift to each other was uh, a couple things. Um, first, we moved to Hawaii. So that's a pretty big gift, a big uh, embarkment that we did for each other, with each other. And we've always wanted to do this, her longer than me. Um, she kind of brought me on board with the idea, but now we are here. And that was part of our Christmas gift to each other. Um, also, we got engaged. Uh, if you want to know more about that, I will do a separate podcast about that. If you guys want to hear like the story and everything like that, how I did it, and you know, just the things, all the questions people ask when people get newly engaged. Uh, we actually got engraved. Engraved. Jeez, we got engaged Thanksgiving. Um, so I guess we kind of participated in cuffing season, but this this engagement was a long time coming. We've only been together for two years, but still, with the way our relationship has grown, the way that our families have grown close, and where we're going in the future, and how clear we are on our path of what we want, both for ourselves and for each other, it was definitely the right thing to do, and the moment came together pretty good. So if you want to hear that, go ahead and you know leave me some comments or send me a message or anything like that if you want to know and hear the story, a little sappy story about how we uh, how I popped the question. 
Um, but yeah, so since the last time you heard this podcast, we were in St. Pete. We are now in Honolulu, Hawaii, which is not on the big island. Everybody seems to think so. It's not. It's actually on Oahu, uh, which is one of the smaller islands. You can actually drive across the island in about an hour. And so it's not very big, but let's get into this podcast. This podcast is basically going to be about the journey of moving to Hawaii. It was quite the undertaking. If you've been following me along on Instagram, then you got a taste of what that undertaking was um, based on the pictures and the videos that I put up and the descriptions in those pictures and videos. Um, you got a good idea or a small taste of what we were going through to make it out here. Um, so the first thing is the road trip, right? And so we had to drive we, to get to St. Pete. We left Oakland. So we had to drive from Oakland all the way to St. Pete and then six weeks later had to make a drive back across the country um, to make it out here. And for a specific reason why we had to do that was so we could ship the dog over here, which was a task in and of itself, which I'll get into uh, here in just a few minutes. Um, I don't like to drive. If you know anything about me, I hate driving, especially long road trips. I don't mind really driving in the day, but we were every time that we drove across the country, we ended up having to really make it a quick trip except for the one time which was when we were coming back to California for the first time or I'm sorry the second time my first time her second time we, we we made it last about a week so we took our time but coming back we had to get back pretty fast because we already were going to start paying for the Airbnb that we set up for the five weeks we didn't want to pay for it and not be there um, and then on the way back, we had to ship the car and the dog at a certain time. And so we kind of had to make it a quick trip. And we had to drive overnight and things like that. And I can't stand driving overnight, even though you make the best time driving overnight. Um, I really just hate driving. So we tried to break it up the best that we could. Um, the first place that we stopped was in San Antonio. And we stayed with my cousin. And if any of you know me my other friends and family that listening to this who know me personally they know the the how close my relationship with my is with my cousin and so staying at her house we absolutely needed to make that happen and so we even made it a date because on the way back from california um before we went back to california we stopped by really quickly and we made a date that we were going to have a pajama like a Christmas pajama or crazy sock, like Christmas sock party sleepover uh, and drink some wine, which I will never say no to crazy socks and I will never say no to wine either. And so we decided to make that date for when we drove back to California. So when we drove back to California, we stopped there at uh, one of the dogs is sniffing underneath the door. I don't know if you can hear it. It's quite distracting. Anyways, um, so we drove back to California. We stopped by her house. We had some, She had some crazy socks ready for us, put the crazy socks on, ordered some food, drank some wine, uh, and did a lot of talking about uh, just everything, some things she was going through, some things we're going through, the move to Hawaii, um, trying to set up like a family reunion. We were talking about all kinds of things, just goofing off, being funny, laughing until I think we were up until two o'clock in the morning or something like that we love hanging out with my cousin because she's the greatest so not if you're listening we love you and uh so we broke the drive up a bit we stopped for my cousin and then we stopped in Tucson Arizona um to see my ladies um her aunts live in in Tucson so we stopped there 
Um, we, we hung out there at the restaurant, El Charo, El Chato, however you say it. Um, we stopped at that restaurant, and that restaurant is super cool. It's so good. It's delicious, like the best Mexican music, or music, best Mexican food I think I've ever eaten ever in my life. Anytime that we go through Tucson, we stop there for either lunch or dinner, usually dinner, um, because it's just incredible. So we broke the drive up a little bit. Um, I think we stopped two times. I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly. And then we we spent two days, I think, in L.A. Once, once we finally got there. When we got to L.A., we had to ship the car first, which was on the 3rd, I think. Yeah, we shipped the car on the 3rd. And then Kylie, our dog, was shipping out the next day. And um, shipping out the car was easy. It was actually really easy. We showed up. We drove to this place. It was like in the warehouse district is kind of what it looked like. We went in. We brought the car. They checked the car, like cop- copied the VIN number, took all their information down on this little tablet. And we just kind of stood there. And then within 10 or 15 minutes, it was done. And that was it. We just gave them the keys. And we called a, a lift to come get us and take us to our hotel. And that was it. That's what we did. It was very easy to drop off the car. <clears throat> I think you just had to drop it off with like a quarter tank of gas. And then that was it. A quarter tank of gas. Car has to be empty. Only thing you can have in it was like your spare tire and like the jack. I tucked an umbrella under the seat. I haven't even checked to see if it's even still there. Um, but the car was crazy easy. We just dropped it off. They took the information about the car down, and then that was it. That's all she wrote. Car showed up about a week or two, a week and a half after we arrived. We got here on the 4th at night, like 10 o'clock at night. Car didn't show up until the 15th. Um, so just over a week we were able to come and pick up the car, and the car got here because they ship it by boat, obviously. And then the dog was actually a lot more stressful. We had all this paperwork that had to be printed up. We had all of these stickers that we had to get. We had to bolt the crate, have a cooling pad in it, have water bowls in it, and food bowls, and tape. We have to tape the food to the top of the crate. It's all these specific things that they wanted. Going at it the second time when we go back to Florida, it won't be as difficult because now we know what we need to do. But in the beginning, it it always it, it seems the way the instructions are that it's much more complicated than it actually is. But it was a headache getting everything ready, and then when we were dropping her off, you drop her off at the airport, but at like the the cargo area. And so when we're pulling into this place, you know, we got the directions, we put it on on Google Maps, and when we were driving up to this place, it's where all of the semis go to get loaded for, you know, transferring whatever it is semis do at airports. But we were driving, and there's all these semis on either side of us, in front of us, and back of us, and it's all loud, and they're honking horns, and they're backing up, and we have to weave through all these semi trucks to get to the Island Pet Movers place, or Pacific Cargo, I think is what it was called. And then we get, we weave through all that, pull up, and then it's just this warehouse. And I don't even, we don't even see where all the other dogs are, where they're being held, if it's in AC or not, if they've got like food and water, or if there's people watching them, because we had to drop her off like five hours before she even got on her flight. And so 
you could tell that she was crazy nervous. Uh, my lady got emotional, you know, because we put her in the crate and then they picked the crate. Up. They So the crate they put on top of a pallet and then a forklift comes, picks up the pallet with the crate on it and then just kind of drives off into an area that you can't see with your own eye. And so it was, you could tell the dog was terrified. Kylie was scared. She was nervous. She didn't know what was happening. She just had this look on her face that was Ugh, I don't ever want to see it again, put it that way. And so she was just very uncomfortable, and you can tell. And so that process was quite interesting, having to never had to ship a dog anywhere before. That was that was weird and mildly difficult to go through on an emotional level just to see how uncomfortable the dog was and how we just couldn't really see what was going on after they put her on a pallet and drove away with her. And so, but... She got here safely. She's good. She's fine. She got here before we did. Um, and so everything ended up being fine, and she was safe and all that stuff. And so it was great, but at the same time, it was quite stressful. Um, all the things you have to go through to ship the dog, never mind how much it cost, which we can get into that another time. But it was crazy stressful and emotional and expensive. But it was over quickly, and everything turned out to be all handy dandy uh all right so i guess we can just go over what it costs now so to ship the car was actually cheaper than shipping the dog and so this isn't the price for all cars i imagine i think the bigger the vehicle the more you pay um and it probably also depends when it's going to get there how long it needs to be held and this that and the other um but uh, we went through a company and they give you a quote and that quote is sealed in from start to finish um it doesn't go up unless you miss your ship date and you have to change the ship date then you get charged to uh, another fee i believe but to ship the car it was like a thousand and seventy five dollars that's a lot right until you find out how much it costs to ship the dog so with getting the dog's tickets um or ticket it was a one way so getting the dog's ticket um you have to get the crate you have to get a cooling pad you have to get bowls for the crate um, and everything else. So after all said and done with all the things that you have to do to ship the dog, it was about $1,600. So that's $2,600 out the door, and that's not even including any of the expenses of getting us over here. So getting us over here for one-way tickets, it was about 300 a person. So it cost us about $600 to arrive. So if you tag that on with the twenty six, now we're already at like $3,200. And then it was paying for the apartment, first and last month's rent, which is $1,450. So $1,450 plus $1,450, do the math. So after everything is said and done, just to arrive in Hawaii, we're past $5,000 already. So if you plan on moving to Hawaii, understand it's going to cost a lot, a lot of money. <laughs> So uh, pay off all your credit cards. Anyways, <clears throat> so it cost a lot to get here, but let me tell you, it was worth it the second that we arrived. Now, we arrived at night, and so that's obviously an embellishment because like, you can't see anything at night. It's like pitch black out here. But I imagine if we were flying in in the daytime and I could see the water from the sky, I, it would have blew my mind. But we didn't get that chance because we flew in so late at night. It was like 9 o'clock at night when we got here. Very, very, very small airport. Um, but very easy to understand. and um, But it was worth paying all of that money. But also, it means we need to stay here for a while because 
Hawaii is, at least where we are out here in Honolulu, it's kind of like um, L.A. or San Francisco, any type of destination place like that. Um, rent, like living expenses is high. The gas is high. Groceries is high. Your rent is high. Utilities are high. So everything's high, but they actually don't pay that much out here. The average income is between like... <sighs> 13 to 16 an hour and then everything below that is minimum wage like the mainland minimum wage so you can come out here and make $10 an hour and that's like everywhere so basically everybody here is working several several jobs unless you're in like a higher middle class bracket of income then you can probably get away with working one job but everything's pretty expensive out here the housing is expensive renting is expensive um, and so you just got to keep that in mind if you're you're coming over here. I'm saying it apparently, but we live in Waikiki off of the Alawai Canal. Um, it's basically smack dab in the middle of all the touristy stuff so we're definitely in the city life where everything is expensive it's really noisy there's a lot of traffic the traffic everybody was warning us about the traffic out here about how it was like la traffic or san francisco traffic i just i disagree um, with that exaggeration because it's just that an exaggeration there is traffic out here and there is you, what you can consider heavy traffic, but the traffic over here, you're still moving at like 20 miles, 25 miles an hour in the heaviest of traffic. For me, I haven't experienced the stop and go traffic just yet. It does take a very long time, not a very long time, about an hour. It does take an hour to get to and from like out of the city in certain places just because the highest speed limit that I've seen here so far is 55 miles an hour and that's on the highway highway speed limit is 55 miles an hour and so it takes a while to get anywhere um, just because of that um, but the traffic isn't terrible but there is traffic and and especially here because Honolulu is the tourist hub and so you've got mainland people renting cars and they don't you know understand the rules out here and things like that and you know us too we're still learning as well but it's city life and it's got all the chain restaurants so there's a cheesecake factory there's buffalo wild wings like there's all that type of stuff out here so at first glance in waikiki honolulu you don't really get the sense of what everybody talks about what hawaii is you don't really get that right away there's a lot of things that are decorated and you still see the culture everywhere, but it doesn't feel like what you assume Hawaii is when you come to Waikiki because it's incredibly touristy. Tons and tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of Asians live here. Um, so you get a lot of Chinese food, Japanese food, a lot of Thai food. Um, or like if there's Hawaiian chains, anything like that, there's usually it's a, a mix of <clears throat> excuse me. It's like a mix of Hawaiian and then influence with some tour, some sort of um, Asian cuisine, um, just because that side of the world is actually pretty close to us. And so 
Waikiki, Honolulu, basically Oahu in general, this island that we're on is the most tourist, toured, tourism flavored island, basically. It's got the most tourism here. Um, and so you don't really get the full extent of what island living is like here. You got to go to the big island for that or to Maui or basically any of the other Hawaiian islands. Um, you got to go there to get that experience, which we certainly plan on doing. We certainly want to go an island hop for the time that we're here, which could be a year um, or more, depending on what this year is is like. But I still like living where we are, even though it's kind of busy where we are in the Alawai Canal. It's not the busiest part. The other side of the um, little tiny island that we're on that's connected to Oahu is really the busiest part. Uh, that's where Waikiki Beach is, um, which is the most tourism-y, touristy beach that there is in Hawaii. When you hear about Hawaiian beaches, that's the one that you hear about mostly. Um, so we're just on the other side of that. Um, but I really like where we are because we can walk to everything. I can walk to groceries. There's little mini markets that are everywhere that we can get quick things that we need. Um, and the price for those actually is not that bad. We can walk to restaurants, um, non-chain restaurants and chain restaurants. We can walk to all that. We live off the LOI where there's, there's this long like walking, running path. Um, great for Kylie. We literally just cross the street and then we've got an hour's worth of walking that we can take her on for exercise if we want to walk or jog on it um, we can do that it's always like lightly windy right now it's super windy because of the season that we're in it's their winter season and the winter season out here is just the rainy season and the the winds go up to like 40 miles an hour on a regular day in this season so in the summer it won't be so bad but and so we can go right over to the LOI, just cross the street from where we are. We literally open our door. The street is right there. We cross the street, and then that's the LOI. So we have good access to basically anything that we need. And so I like it for that reason. Saves money on having to drive anywhere. Um, another thing that's similar here to San Francisco or, or L.A. is you have to pay for parking almost anywhere. Not really, Not at stores and things like that, but... Um, basically anywhere else that you go, you got to pay for parking. Street parking is really popular out here, um, so you have to pay for meters. And uh, and so that's something that I really was hoping that we could get away from. So a lot of the reasons I didn't like living in San Francisco, but I didn't bring my car here. I gave my car to my mom, and so if there's a place that I can walk to, I walk there. Or there's a bike share program out here called Beaky, and so I have a I pay monthly for Beaky. So I can just ride a bike everywhere. And there's always bikes available everywhere that I go. And I just drop it off at a station that's close to where I'm going. And then that's it. It's actually how I get to work. I take the Beaky bike. It's like a 23-minute bike ride. And so I get my uh, I get my exercise in every day before work uh, and after. And so um, we're close to everything. Everything's within walking distance, which is what I really, really like. And... Um, it's actually not as bad and busy as people tell you when you, you come out here. Like you assume that you're going to be swamped with people. And sometimes that's true, like Thursdays and Fridays, if you're out um, in like the Waikiki version of downtown, which is basically not Honolulu downtown, which is the big city. But in this little Waikiki area, all the tourism is Thursday and Friday. 
is just nuts. People just everywhere. Um, so we tend to stay away from that side of Waikiki on Thursdays and Fridays. Um, and we either just stay inside or stay by the Alawai or we'll take a drive out somewhere else. Um, finding work out here is interesting. It's not that there isn't jobs. There's several, several, several jobs. Um, the problem is just most of them are part-time. And a lot of them pay either minimum wage or just, just over minimum wage. And so a lot of it is just jobs that help you deal with tourists. Um, the only full-time jobs that are very close to where we live is the hotels because we live on the part where there's got to be 20 or more hotels just surrounding where we live. And so I had to find a job that was further up to downtown Honolulu. So I'm out of Waikiki. Um, like I said, it's a 20, like a 23-minute bike ride to get over there. <clears throat> to get over to downtown Honolulu, which is where I work. I actually found a job at a gym. Um, but finding work is not that it's hard. What's hard is finding high-paying work. Um, and I guess that's like most places, but especially out here with everything being so remote um, and not being able to really drive off of the island clearly. Um you don't have several, several options of high paying jobs. And so a lot of the people that live here are working multiple jobs, two to three jobs, just so they can afford um, living on their own out here. Otherwise, you're on that roommate life where you've got to, you know, share your housing with other people just so you can afford to, to live around here and do groceries and be self sustainable. Um, what I will say, though, is that the support for entrepreneurship out here is pretty incredible. Um, they actually have, I'm on LinkedIn, and on LinkedIn, they're always advertising entrepreneurship seminars where they, all the entrepreneurs, are, uh, entrepreneurs that are, you know, trying to start a business out here or maintain a business out here, they hold this conference multiple times a month it seems like different companies and so there's always something to go to every month if you've got your own business where they're giving you opportunities to um, market your business they teach you how to market your business and how to stay financially sound how to get clientele um, and things like that and so and there's even programs where if you're trying to start a business you can sign up for these programs and they basically i don't think they help you with capital i think you're gonna have to go out and raise your own money but they also have a conference for that it's a conference for investors that are looking in to new investment opportunities and then you can take your business to that conference you pitch your opportunity it's kind of like shark tank only you don't have to like compete you just go up you just go up there you talk about it and then um, these investors will either contact you or they won't. And so that's pretty cool because that doesn't happen everywhere. Places where people are looking, they put investors and entrepreneurs in the same room um, and then eat, you know, they just kind of network with each other and cut their own, cut their own deals, do what they want to do. Um, if they want to invest, they invest. And if they want an investor, they go look for one. So quite incredible how they support um, local entrepreneurship out here. There's only chains like in the downtown area of Honolulu, or not Honolulu, Waikiki, uh, but basically everywhere else, um, you're going to places you've never heard of before, places that are never going to be on the mainland, places that are only owned and operated by um, Hawaiians, and so it's actually really uh, just incredible. 
I like living in small town places, and even though this is a city, it still feels like a small town place because there's restaurants and and stores and gift shops that are owned by people who were born here, um, and they're only on the island. They don't go anywhere else. They don't go to the mainland. They've got no want to go to the mainland with their business, and so it's really cool to see so many family-owned businesses that are doing pretty awesome. And so... For me, like I said, I found work at a gym, which is also um, another entrepreneurial um, adventure, right? So the gym itself has been there for 57 years, um, has had several owners. The owner that has it now, um, which is the guy who hired me, wants to um, have more than one location. So right now we're at one location. This is kind of his pilot program. He's doing a lot of updating to the gym, a lot of renovations to the gym. He created a position for me. Um, so basically, I'm just in charge of making it look as aesthetically pleasing as possible and um, helping him come up with some programs that will bring more members in. Because right now, we're attached to a high-rise. We're at the basement of a high-rise. And most of the members are the ones who either work in the building or live in the building. And what we're trying to do is to have a bigger um, influence in the community outside of this building. And so that's basically what I've been tasked to do on top of making the gym look incredible. And so he's got, you know, motivation to expand the gym into more locations and he would like me to be a part of that process and I want to be a part of that process. And so it feels good to be back in a gym. Um, last time I was in a gym, I was working for Lifetime, which is the, my most favorite job I've ever had. <clears throat> favorite job I've ever had. And uh, so it feels good to be back in, you know, that space again. But so this is part one of moving to Hawaii. The next podcast I have for you, part two, I'm going to be talking about what we've been doing since we got here. Um, we went swimming with some sharks. We did a hike to a waterfall and we went to a Polynesian cultural cent- culture center And all of those were just nuts. So if you want to listen to that, stay tuned for the next episode. Again, if you are returning to listen to the podcast, thank you so much for coming back and staying in tune with me and supporting the podcast every time one comes out. And if you are new to the podcast, thank you for stopping by. And I really hope that you stick around. Thanks again for listening, y'all. Stay tuned for part two.